0: Hi friends and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. As you know, I'm Dr. Brian Greenwood and I am super excited to be here today with Darren Lee. How are you, Darren? I'm doing great,
1: Professor. How are you? Uh,
0: I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I just told Darren that um, uh, my my heater in my office got fixed after 16 years. So uh, I'm here I'm here, nice and toasty. I was able to take my coat off and uh, and feel a little bit better. But I am super excited to talk to Darren. Darren is currently the ticket opera or a ticket operations manager or the I don't know which one which one's better, Darren the or a.
1: We actually have a. So I, we have three ticket okay. operations managers. I'm one of three
0: currently. Okay, okay, yeah. I never know what to say when I when I have those uh, when I have those titles. So he is a ticket operations manager. Um, for a club that some of you might be familiar with uh just just, just the reigning world champion Golden State Warriors. so um uh, I guess I should say that the reigning um NBA champion, uh, Golden State Warriors. so uh we're super excited to talk to Darren. Darren is a 2014 graduate of Cal Poly with um, a degree in business administration and management and a concentration in marketing and so he is our first non-major and non-minor student that we'll be talking to. Darren took one of my classes on his on his way out of Cal Poly and so I think it's a great story. It kind of helped to uh, launch him into the into the sport world and and we'll talk all about that but Darren let's um let's go back in time a little bit first uh tell us uh tell us where you're from where where did you grow up
1: yeah so i was born and raised in the beautiful city of san francisco uh very luckily uh grew up out by the beach ocean beach um And, uh, you know, very lucky to be back in San Francisco. And, you know, as you know, we were able to bring uh, the Warriors back from Oakland to San Francisco recently. Um, So very fortunate to be a part of that team and uh, count myself very lucky to uh, be from this beautiful
0: city. I love it. Now, did you grow? I assume you grew up. uh, Did you grow up a Warriors fan?
1: Yep, grew up a Warriors fan. My first kind of real interaction with the Warriors was, um, I was part of their camps. Uh, they have a camps department Ooh. where yeah. the kids, uh, you know, they run uh, camps. At, you know a bunch of schools. Now it's called uh, GSW Academy. Um, they're doing amazing things at the old practice facility that is now exclusively their facility. They have a bunch of new technology over there. Um, that's really, really cool. So if anyone's looking to have a cool event or, or get some practice shots up, Um, Check them out. It's it's a it's a real great program that they have over there now.
0: Really cool. Where is that? Where is that located?
1: So it was at our old Oakland office, which was the former practice. Exactly. The former practice facility. Um, But now that we're over at Chase Center, that facility has basically been turned over to that camps department or the former camps department is what they're called um and the community relations department so there's a lot of space for nonprofits to um you know use the facilities as a space for them to organize and make sure that they have uh, a place to you know just feel safe and and get their work done as well
0: i love it and that that maintains um a connection to oak town as well i would imagine right exactly
1: exactly i think the, the organization was very intentional about that, you know, just because the team left doesn't mean the organization is gone, right? We're, we're there to, to make sure that we're supporting the community, not just in San Francisco, but in the Bay Area where all our fans are.
0: Love it. Love it. So talk to us a little bit about your, your growing up. Um, what, what, did you, what did your parents do? Did you have any siblings? That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so um, I have an older brother who was four or five years older than I uh, was. Um, he now actually has moved back to um, San Francisco after oh, cool. uh, a stint in Hawaii, a stint over in Boston. Um, he has two beautiful daughters, my two nieces, Isabel and Eliana. Um, oh, yeah. They're growing up in the city now, just like we did. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's over at Bain as a consultant. Okay. Um, and then mom and dad both retired. Um, mom worked a long time as a clinical lab scientist over at UCSF. Oh wow. Um, okay. And then moved her way up uh, through up up through management. And then my dad will, did a, you know, was an engineer. Um, so did um, a, a few stints, but ended up at NetApp and ultimately uh, retired there. So. Okay. Um, you know, there's, a a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, good hours spent for my dad commuting from San Francisco down yeah. to the South Bay. And, um, so, you know, they, uh, definitely instilled in me that, that, that kind of hard work and knowing that there, there's a time that we need to grind and a time to to have our fun. So I shout out that. to my parents. Uh, they, they instilled a lot of, uh, amazing qualities in me that I, I, I feel very fortunate to, uh, to, to be able to, you know, live out through my life now through, um, you know, the job that I do and, and the life that I live. So very I fortunate. Love
0: I love that. What a great shout out. I love that Darren. And that shows what a great, what a great dude you are. And so, uh, so thanks for, thanks for that. So tell us a little bit about what, uh, what uh, young Darren was into. Were you, uh, were you a sports kid? Were you a drama arts? Uh, you know, I have a feeling I know, but, uh, but, but maybe not tell us, tell us what you were like growing up. Definitely a sports
1: guy. <laughs> definitely a sports guy. Grew up playing basketball, um, throughout my life. Um, it was definitely my first love. Um, and then in high school started playing football. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously ran, uh, you know, ran track really more to just train for football and basketball. Okay. Um. But ended up, um, just kind of playing all three throughout my high school career, um. But really, sports was what I loved to do. Um. Academically, um. I think I went to Sacred Heart Cathedral in the city. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out Fighting Irish. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then ended up, you know, uh, making my way uh, down to Cal Poly, and um, you know, kind of haven't looked back since.
0: I love it. Well, tell us about that um, that journey. You know, I was actually at, at an we had an advisory council meeting this past weekend and um, and our dean was talking about how uh, San Francisco in the Bay Area is um, where the vast majority of our students. Well, I shouldn't say vast majority. The highest percentage of Cal Poly students come from the Bay Area then L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then l a um and, and so uh, you know, obviously we have a pipeline, but tell us how you how you discovered Cal Poly. What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so I had a few friends um who were a little older who had uh, were at Cal Poly. Um, one of my cousins was a year older and was also in the business program there. Mm-hmm. um so it was a uh, you know, it was somewhere that was on my radar. um I don't think I was actively like oh that's exactly where i want to go um but it was you know one of the 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 universities that i did get into and i felt very fortunate i did go to one of the open houses and i think that was really one of the eye openers and what kind of pulled me there um just the feel i'm definitely a feel guy you know
0: yeah
1: Yeah. you know and the, the feeling was right and um They've I think it was, it was between, uh, Irvine, UC Irvine and, uh, Cal Poly and UC Irvine. I think I had gotten in for criminal justice. I was thinking, of, I was thinking at the time about, uh, potential, um, police work in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, Cal Poly got in as a, a business major. It was a little bit more broad. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any, um, you know, specifics where I wanted to go just yet, right. um, um, my idea was potentially to get an entrepreneurial, uh, concentration. Mm -hmm. Um, I always wanted to start a restaurant and that's something I still want to do in the future, a little cafe or something like that. But, um, I think marketing was a little bit more broad and a business degree was a little bit more broad and applicable to more spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I decided on Cal Poly. Um, I love it. And to be honest, uh <laughs> I like to I, I I tried to say it a few times like this is I wanted to be far enough from San Francisco where my parents couldn't surprise me with the trip, but I could also <laughs> but I could also make my way home for a weekend yeah. if yeah. I wanted to, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. so it was it was a good medium, a beautiful place, uh-huh. you know, to go to college and um, it was definitely an experience that you know shaped me into to to the man I am today and uh, into the work that I
0: do today too. So yeah, for sure. You know, it's really funny, Darren. I must have been sending you signals there because I was actually going to say, you know, I um I I thought about it previously, but um but as I was listening to you talk, I was like thinking to myself like. Yeah, I mean, Irvine would be another four hours away. And so that's almost like it's too far, right? And um, mm-hmm. Cal Poly is just far enough away for both, right? For LA exactly. and, and San Francisco. It's like this perfect little spot, right? Yeah. For, perfect, for
1: Perfect day trip, perfect yeah. day trip south, day trip north, whatever you yeah. need, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your experience at Cal Poly. Um, you know, like I said previously, um, and, and like you just mentioned, you were a business major with a concentration in marketing. Um, tell us about um, when you when you think back to your time at Cal Poly, um, is, is there one like enduring memory that really stands out or you know um you know that that's I know I recognize in four years or, or however long students are here in, in slow, it's kind of hard to pick out one moment but um but if you could is is there is there one thing that really stands out? Yeah, I I don't think there were
1: specific like moments. I think there were experiences uh, specifically. Um, I think work, I I did some uh, work for the Cal Poly soccer team, the men's soccer team while I was there Uh as an intern. um, I think that was very like eye-opening in regards to, whoa, there's things behind the scenes that I can do. There's not just, you know, playing. Uh, For me, I always you know, we, I I like to dream. And and as a kid, I thought, you know, maybe I'll make it in the NBA someday as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know, maybe a guy who's five, six is not going to make it in the NBA. Right. And, you know, (laughs) I think you, you're kind of, as I went into Cal Poly, I was looking for something that was going to pull me, something that was going to give me those feels that Mm -hmm. would make me passionate about Wanting to do something, and yeah. um, I think that time with the the soccer team is, you know, Cal Poly maybe not known for its, its sports, but our soccer team is definitely one of the the, the 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 squads that kind of hold their own, and you know, we definitely got that rivalry with Santa Barbara as well, which yeah. you know creates that that feeling as well. And I remember attending one of those games as a student, yeah. and then uh, attending it as you know a part of that you know working team. Um, and then I would say working for the slow blues while I was down there um yeah. a lot of my friends who during the summers would go home um, but I think staying at in San Luis Obispo for a summer and working with the blues was it was it created a fire it created a passion for live events it created a passion in me for um, creating the experiences that I get to create now as an everyday job. Um, and I think that those two things working experience wise, definitely kind of opened up my eyes, but, um, my senior year as well, um, the men's basketball team actually made it to the big, you know, to the dance.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: And my in the guy, exactly. Chris Eversley. I actually just went back and listened to Chris's episode recently. Yeah, 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 I did. did. That's a great Um, guy. Yeah. Oh, Chris is, he was, he was a great guy, but, um, a guy from high school that I went to school with, um, he actually walked on to the team our junior year. I think it was, um, maybe our sophomore, junior year, um, shout out Anthony Silvestri. Um, So I was able to follow along, you know, I was able to go to, uh, LA and watch them play. I was able to celebrate with him on the court. Um, and I think those little moments just always brought me back to sport, right? It brought me back to the feelings that this simple game can bring Uh and the way that it can unite people, uh, you know, that look so different or that maybe from different walks of lives, but yeah, they all love this one thing. They love this ball going into a hoop. <laughs> they love cheering for their team. They love cheering for their people. Um, and I think that's what always kind of brought me back to sports. Right. And um, Cal Poly, uh, I think really opened my eyes to like, Hey, there's an experience that you can work and you can create for other people. And it's a career that you can make for yourself as well yeah. um and i've been lucky enough to do that for for what about 10 years now so
0: yeah for sure i love that well i i love a couple of things you know you highlight a, a couple of our our we we call it you know with our major we call it our learn by doing labs right uh mm-hmm. cal, poly, cal poly athletics and and slow blues are, are like our learn by doing labs and um and you know it's you you get You know, I I tell our students, I'm like, look, you know, if um, no, we're not a University of Texas, right? We're not UCLA. It's not like really, really high profile, right? Those P5 schools. But I said, if you're at those schools, you're what you're doing, your internship, whatever you're doing with those schools, it's going to be like really, really concentrated and not as great of an experience, right? Because they have so many other people. When you're at Cal Poly, it's still division one athletics, it's still big time, right? And uh we have so few people uh working to uh to organize them that you as an intern, you can do things that like uh that 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 people could work 10 years and not get a chance to do, exactly. right? Exactly. And uh, and same thing with the blues. You know, a lot of people don't realize unless you go out there. Well, actually, a lot of people do realize because it is a big part of of our community. But when you go out there, you realize you're like, oh, wow, this is like minor league baseball. This isn't small time. This is this is the real thing. Right. This is uh, Adam runs a show that's just like minor league baseball, basically. And exactly.
1: And, and, you know, that's I I think that's very intentional, too. Right. Like they're intentional about the way that they are putting on that program for not just the players, but for the fans too, because they're preparing the players, but they're also creating this staple in the community that is not just there for the summer, but they're present throughout the year. Um, You know, Adam, uh, I think makes it a point to, make sure that he's there throughout the year because he is really a a part of that community. And uh, that's what I loved about that, that, that organization. I still try and go back every year for at least a game or two, you know, so Um, You'll have to
0: reach out. I'd love to go to a game with you. No, Uh, we'll definitely do that. Because I live in the neighborhood. I can just walk. It's great. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Sinsheimer is a great place to watch a game. It is. It really is. So let's talk about um, moving out of Cal Poly and, and moving on. You know, you had some really... Um, fascinating positions, you know you you um, you, you from from CS uh, from from CSN Bay Area to the Oakland Raiders to mm-hmm. uh, you know you you also served as a, a Junior Giants ambassador and I and I yeah. suppose I suppose before we move on we should talk a little bit about uh, that Greenwood class you took that uh, that 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 got us connected and I also want to say that that Darren has also given back since then he served on a professional sports panel for me and, in, in a sport management class. And, um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, I, I've said, I've said this to Darren and I've said this to a number of, um, of students over the years, you know, one of the things that I, I really like about our sport management, um, uh, curriculum is that there is some opportunity for business students and for students that aren't in our major to take a class or two. And, and, um, and I, I most of the time I find those students as really hungry and really excited about the curriculum and the material because they're like, you know, in many cases, it's like it's like Darren, like maybe you didn't know that sport management was even out there. Right. And uh and you're like, oh, I, I need a class. And uh Darren just happened to take a class with me as an elective. And, um, you know, he was one of those students that was really eager to learn and that sort of thing. So. So talk about what that was like um, to kind of get your eyes open to to that element of it, even though you already had a ton of experience in sports. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, um, first off, I think as a business major, I I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to take an internship for experience or for credits as well, Yeah. which so what I did was my senior year, um, the fall quarter. Um, I was undecided about whether or not I was going to return back to Cal Poly or if I was going to do some internships back at home. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the Oakland Raiders reached out while they were still in Oakland um, mm-hmm. yeah. and then CSN Bay Area, which is also now NBC Sports Bay Area yep, uh, in California. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, luckily enough, I was able to do those uh, internships simultaneously. Um and, and that was great and a great experience. You know, I was able to do things like I worked every, um, last game at candlestick for that whole last season, oh. um, little things like that, you know, be, um, a part of the, the warriors organization or, um, present for games during that time, you know, passing out, even though it was just passing out cheer cards or managing the crowd behind the, behind the stage behind talent and stuff like that. Right. Um, it was very eye-opening, I think, and that was kind of my uh, start. The The internships really just gave me an opportunity to to get credit, but also do some time in s- an organization that I w- may not be familiar with. Right. Obviously, I grew up as a Niners fan, so I was, you know, uh, uh, joining the enemy, I guess you could say. Uh, right, right. Our, our, our friends across the Bay. Um, okay. But um, luckily enough, uh, I came back to Cal Poly for – that, um, I guess winter, uh, winter quarter. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. and that's actually when I took your intro to sports management class, right. um, me and my buddy, uh, who was actually a RPTA, um, major at the time, Joey Kremen, Okay. Uh, okay. shout out Joey. Shout um, out Joey. We, yeah, we decided, I decided to take the class together. Um, and really it was the first opportunity I would say, or, or, Maybe really um, one of the first few opportunities that I felt like I was able to, despite being outside of my major, take a class that I was passionate about or something that I thought maybe this is something that I want to do down the line. i had always loved sports. I was at this point now seeing that, hey, maybe a career in sports, uh, you know, outside of the playing part is possible. Yeah. And, and I think taking a class opened up my eyes a little bit more. And really, I think it's funny that we, um, we created a Twitter account, I remember, to uh, document some of the things that we were doing. Yeah. And yeah. our final projects, uh, me and Joey, I remember doing this. Uh was actually about Chase Center and about um, creating the infographic. um, uh, It was a project that was included in that class, maybe not the final project.
0: Yeah, it was Um, a marketing project, yeah.
1: Yeah, that we created an infographic about Chase Center. um, And I went back and looked at it just uh, a a little while ago. Yeah. um, And it, it was just a very full circle um moment for me I bet. because
0: that's your uh, office now right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it was even and it's funny because it was created about a site that chase center wasn't actually even built on it was I the was original site uh, yeah that we actually say. had Did to move get it right to.
0: Uh-huh.
1: yeah it was the original site so uh-huh. i guess maybe our project didn't work out as well as we thought
0: all <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but, right
1: but it ultimately ended up being where I get to do my work now, um,
0: exactly. That's cool. And
1: it was very full circle and very, um, you know, reminded me of my time at Cal Poly. Where, you know, despite for me, I think the the one thing that I think about about my time at Cal Poly was my senior year. I felt like I really rushed out of there. Um, um, I my you know that first fall quarter, I was took a you know an internship, so I was back home. Yeah. Came home. I think you might have been one of the last few classes that I actually took because I say, it
0: must be, yeah,
1: yeah. Because my spring quarter, I actually was back home already doing my internships uh, mm-hmm. with the Niners and, and with the junior Giants. So, yeah. yeah, um, it was just a very like transitional moment for me to be like, all right, I did some time in the sports industry, now I'm taking a class on the sports industry and now I'm graduating about to jump into the sports industry. So, um, you know, it it was a, a very transitional time for me, but it has set the foundation for where I am today. And, and, and I think this opportunity to kind of look back on this experience has been really great for me because you, I think amongst the hustle and bustle of this, this, you know, career, there's not too many opportunities to just be like, look at the things that we've been able to do and the people that have helped me to get here and, um, and the opportunities like this to, to pay it forward. Right. And to, to try and share my story. And if I can inspire or, 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 you know, get somebody to maybe try something that they're, they're a little scared about, but, you know, ultimately may end up, you know, shaping their future too. So
0: um,
1: I think this is a, a beautiful opportunity for that.
0: I love that. Well, well, you know, uh, Darren, I think it's so cool when I look at when I look at your uh, your resume and look at the different, you know, is, is there a Bay Area professional sports team that you have not worked for? You know, it's like uh, Raiders, Giants, Niners, uh, Earthquakes uh, and, and and Warriors. I mean, what, no. what, what are you just sharks? Uh, just the
1: sharks and the A's, pretty just much. Just the shark
0: and the A's. There yeah, there yeah, go. yeah. Well, you know, it's still, you still have time. You're pl- you're plenty young. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about that. What I want to talk about, you know, we're not going to go through each and every one, but obviously, you, you you spent almost three years with the Niners, and um, you know, you worked your way up from an events marketing intern up to a ticket operations lead. Um, so I wonder if you can talk about um that time period of almost three years? Um, what was one of the big takeaways? How did you get that position? Like all of those sorts of things?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, it was all connections, really all
0: connections and and
1: networking and, and doing just a good job in the jobs that I was doing, mm-hmm. making a good name for myself and, you know, somebody helping me along the way. And, and I think that's a, a lot of what happens in this industry. You know, people see people doing good work and I think we want to reward those people for doing the good work that they're doing. Um, So obviously started at the blues and one of my co interns, I guess at the time, Samantha Hughes shout out. um, She uh, actually was also an intern at uh, the Niners and told me about the opportunity. I applied, um, got the opportunity was very lucky. And actually my first maybe my second or third event was a draft event where um, the marketing interns happened to be helping ticket operations. Um, And I was assigned a spot where I just happened to be at like a VIP gate scanning people's tickets to get into the event. Um, And then the coordinator at the time um, name is Marcus Wong got a shout out Marcus as well. Um, He asked me if, uh, you know, kind of what I was doing Found out we had very similar backgrounds growing up in San Francisco. He had worked at Candlestick for a long time. Um, and he offered me an, in, uh, an interview for a ticket operations uh, representative job in their box office. Nice. Um, it was a bit more consistent with the hours that I needed. Um, and at, at the end of the day, uh, they hired me on as a ticket operations representative. Right. Um. And I was lucky enough to be the first person that opened Levi Stadium's uh, box office the first day that we were open.
0: Oh, cool! Um, I was gonna say I was looking at those dates and I was like, mm-hmm. like and you kept talking about candlestick and the last yep. year candlestick. That's awesome. Yes, opening a building and being part of opening a building. You know, I, I've said that to, to a couple of uh of people over the years, and they're like, well, well, they didn't really open the building. I'm like, no, they didn't really open the building, but. If you're a part of opening a building, right? That's a huge thing. Like you put, yeah. you in the sports world, you put that on your uh, you put that on your resume. 100%, 100% that's a, that's a check, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, after that,
1: um I just kind of spent some time in that box office role, uh-huh. uh, but I was also doing other part-time jobs at the same time. Right. Um so at the time through another connection I had made at um the Levi's Stadium box office, Um, I, she had just been hired, Ashley Williams, shout out. I got to keep giving these shout outs. Um, she actually let me know about a part-time role that the Warriors had open in their box office. Okay. So my uh, experience that I had built at the Levi stadium box office, um, correlated to the work that they needed at the Warriors. So I was hired on part-time there as well. Um, so I was doing a bunch of part-time roles here and there, mm-hmm. um, also doing a full-time role at Game Time. Mm-hmm. Game Time is a third-party reseller of tickets, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, similar to a StubHub and SeatGeek and Vivid Seats. Yeah. Um, and I was there helping to build their customer service team. Mm-hmm. Um, so during those three years, it was a very much a grind. I was working, I was gonna say know,
0: that that reminds me of what you said earlier with your with your uh, dad yeah you yeah that, that it was, was a grind huh it was
1: very much a grind i was working pretty much seven days a week uh at one of those roles yeah. um i would work am shifts at game time i would then bart over to oakland work the game uh at oracle then i would bart back home and then do it all over again and whenever we didn't have games i would be at uh the niners box office so Um, It was definitely a grind. And I think at at one point I realized how burnt out I was and it was, you know, super early in my career still, but I still felt like, man, I'm tired. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me just try and grind and figure out something that'll work for me. Um, And then a good role with the San Jose earthquakes uh, came up and um, uh, I was lucky enough to interview and, and get that position. Uh, this wasn't in ticket operations specifically. Right. Um, it was more a, a service representative uh, role. Uh, they were called fan relations specialists. So uh-huh. basically uh-huh. season ticket member representatives uh, who okay. manage season ticket accounts. And I think uh, through a season there, um, I realized that kind of work maybe wasn't so much for me. Uh,
0: oh, okay.
1: Right. Uh, the, the calling um, and I love interacting. Um, but I think there's also an element of, I don't like to ask for money in that yeah. way. I don't like that either. <laughs> I can do it. I can definitely do it if it's That's necessary. Right. Um, but I think I realized in that time that ticket operations was more my, my niche, more, more of what I can do. Um, and realizing that, you know, like every other product out there, there's a sales, there's a service team, there's an operations team, right? Good, good. And when it comes to tickets, yeah, there's the sales part, there's the service part. But right. on the back end, there's so much that has to be done operationally, Right. not realizing that getting this role on the service side would open up my eyes a little bit more to the operation side and realizing maybe I am a little bit more geared towards this role rather than this role, right? And it took that, taking that jump into that role for me to even realize that. Right, um, right, and I right. think what ended up happening was, you know, all those part-time roles, this full-time role, it called me back to what I realized I was good at early on and realized I just needed to grind a little bit longer And put in my time because very shortly after that, um, the warriors reached back out to me, let me know they had a full-time position ready for me in their box office. Mm -hmm. And, and since 2014, I've, you know, or 2016, I've been there full-time ever since. So very, very fortunate and, um, you know, timing works out, but working hard and grinding will, will, will help you get there just as, just as well.
0: I love it. And how many, how many rings do you have now? So that... I have, I have four, very, have four. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have four. I was, I was thinking about bringing them out, but I was like, oh, we're not on video. So I'll bring them video. next time. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. We're not on video. You can't flash the bling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, exactly. We can, talk, we can talk about the bling. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's just so amazing. Um, y- you know, I, uh, I, I've talked to, I talk, I've talked to a number of our students over the years who have, um, who have won championships. And uh, you know, some people uh some people are, are you know, a little bit like, oh come on, you didn't win a championship. But yes, you absolutely did. When you were, that is one of the the um the appealing parts of working in sport, right. Is that, yes, you are a part of the the organization and yes, everyone win, wins a ring when, when the, the guys on the court, um, bring it home. And I think that's one of the things that's so special. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, um, uh, does it ever get old? I guess is the question. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I think throughout my time at the Warriors, I've been, um, it, you know, I was part time when I won my first ring. Um, I, that was really unexpected. You know, I wasn't even expecting to get a ring to be honest. Right. Um, but shout out my my VP over at the Warriors at the time, um, Stevie Gray. Uh, a lot of love to her. She always took care of her people and the people that worked hard for her. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I would say uh, a lot of my career is, is owed to people like Stevie and Marcus who helped me get to where I am and. I think those rings are a testament to the hard work that I put in, but also the hard work that people helped, uh, you know, to guide me along the way. Um, yeah. you know, the, the rings are, you know, for me, it's for my parents, for my grandparents, yeah. um, their sacrifice, you know, they're moving here to this country, um, living out the American dream, you know, like, this is, this is what I'm living, you know, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to have these, you know, four little things that just are a pinnacle of some people's careers. And to be able to say I'm 30 years old and to have, you know, to have done that already in my career is, is amazing to say. Right. Um, And I think when it comes to ticketing and, this kind of the organization right like tickets are always there right they're always there to sell they're always there to service so operationally there's always going to be something to do right i always put it this way that when it comes to a championship organization the the level of work it just intensifies as it goes because the work will still be there if we have 6000 people in the building right the work will still be there when we sell out the building at 18,000. Right. So it's more of an intensity level that grows with the um, intensity of the game, the importance of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But you are exactly correct. And I think I feel, you know, very connected to this organization being lucky enough to, you know, be from this great city of San Francisco and um, being able to bring this team back to, a you know new stadium that we created for this team um and for this community even i think it's it's what kind of wakes me up every day to to get me to to open up that box office you know yeah. and i think it's a it's a eye opening thing every time i get to create an experience that I would feel fortunate to have as a kid, you know. Right. And right. those and, are the
0: moments, right, when you see what's yeah. on the kids' faces, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think
0: it 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 sometimes
1: it's it 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 it's it's heartwarming to be able to create those experiences because mm. I was able to live those things out in my lifetime, you know, I was able to be a part of the camp's organization. I was able to, you know, go to a game as a kid and be a part of that, that environment that Oracle created. And now we get to create that in my home city for my team that I grew up watching as a kid. And to say that isn't beautiful. Oh man, it's, it's, it's beyond beautiful because the, the fact that I get to live out this dream that I didn't even realize was a dream in that right. moment. Right. It's, um, it is, it, I, I'm at a loss for words right now, to be honest, yeah. because uh, well, it's it, something that yeah, I don't often think about. Yeah. Um, but then when you think about it, you realize how fortunate you are. Yeah. And I think this podcast has been a great opportunity to do that.
0: I love that. I love that Darren and um and uh I wouldn't say you were at a loss for words at all. I would say your words were uh were awfully inspiring and um and just incredible. I mean it, it it's um you know it's it's like you said it's like this pinch pinch yourself moment, you know, like 30 years old and four rings and you know just the the thought every day of like you know having the credentials to get in the building right you know having mm-hmm. the, the having the the credentials to to wear uh to wear the colors right and to 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 be a part of something that's bigger than yourself is is something that most people in their working careers um don't get to do and um and so never taking it for granted and and, and, um, realizing how special it is, I think is a, is a huge, is a huge part of it, you know, because you can get jaded. I don't know if you know this or not, but my very first job was, um, was in the box office. I remember. You remember me talking about it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And I helped open the building RBC center for the Carolina hurricanes, you know, and, uh, and I remember, uh, you know, my boss, uh, shout out to, 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 uh, Ryan Meyer and, uh, He, uh, he is now the uh, director of ticketing at at the PGA tour, but um, he hired me there uh, for the hurricanes. And, and I remember like us prepping for that first night and he was like, look, you know, I've been working box office for some time. He is like, recognize there's going to be a dude that's going to walk up here and say that Elvis left him tickets and you're gonna have to handle it <laughs> you know and we were like what no way really and sure enough one of the first people that walked up was like uh yeah uh Elvis left me tickets and they were like wow <laughs> how did he know that did he plant that guy you know yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 amazing
1: how many experiences that you come across at the box office I I I make a joke with my, my staff in our box office that like I would I already have ideas for a TV show uh, about uh, about a box office and we would be able to write seasons about all the craziness that happens and
0: Uh, and and the
1: funny experiences and the crazy people that come around there. So, yeah,
0: yeah. well, well, give us uh, give us just one. I think uh, we don't want to, like, mess up the pilot for the uh, (laughs) for the uh, for the next big hit uh, on Netflix. But give us uh, give us a teaser for like one um, one funny moment, as long as it's appropriate for uh for our, for our audience here. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um,
1: OK, okay. Um, let's see. So obviously, like on my regular uh, day uh, at, at work, you know, obviously I work in the office. But on events, we do manage the box office and box right. office is obviously very integral and we're, regards to making sure that the people that are supposed to be in the building are supposed to be in the building yep. and the people that aren't supposed to be in the building aren't in the building. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, there are a lot of people, um, you know, for these bigger events now that, you know, consistently try and, you know, get through the door with you know either a fake ticket or um, yeah, just kind of walking through a, a open door that may not be manned as uh, well right. as it should be, or or right. something in, in that right. matter.
0: But shout out um, to fake Clay.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> shout out our security team and making uh-huh. sure that everybody's on top of it over there, at uh-huh. Chase Center. But uh-huh. um, I think at the end of the day, it's um, it's. I deal with a lot of situations as a manager at the box office where you can imagine the people that come up who are at the box office and ask to speak to a manager. Um, A lot of those situations are are people who are already pretty hot. You know, they've been directed around the building a few times, maybe once incorrectly here or there, and that Mm -hmm. just leads to the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there are opportunities, and that's how I see it, right? Right. to to make those people's days and to try and surprise and delight wherever we can right obviously there are situations where like you know game 6 of the finals or game mm-hmm. 7 of the finals where I'm I'm not going to have the ability to do what I would would like to do to help you guys out in this moment right but there also is a, a level of understanding so um let's just I'll give uh, very early in my career. Um, okay. Part of my role at Levi Stadium was on day of events was to handle any wheelchair accessible needs or limited mobility needs, and okay. oftentimes you have to understand like that's a you know seventy five thousand person building, right? Um, there are only so many wheelchair accessible seats and for specific events a lot of those seats are taken up for you know whatever reasons to say uh media holds or uh cameras or lights and you know some some may be obstructed but there's a situation where you know the um uh the WrestleMania crowd was in town for Levi stadium right. uh at Levi stadium and um and there were a lot of characters in 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 that that you know crowd uh yeah. a lot yeah. of people dressed yeah. up um, a lot of people intoxicated, uh, mm-hmm. and there were, I remember there being a line at my stand, um, where people were requesting ADA seats. Um, and people, I remember a, uh, a lady dressed up as the undertaker, uh, yeah. with those people who may not <laughs> be familiar with WWE. You can look up the undertaker, yeah. um, completely like face makeup and everything oh, telling me yard. that, telling me that, um if I didn't move the line quick enough and I didn't get her what she needed, she was going to get Vince McMahon, who is the guy in charge of WWE to come down and fire me in that moment. And, Uh Uh you know, it's, you know, those situations come up, right. Where people sold
0: down by the undertaker.
1: (laughs) People (laughs) think that what I'm doing is like, I'm able to do this. Right. And this Uh is how I'm able to help you out. But at the end of the day, we're, we only can do so much, right? right. And it, right. it'll, it'll come up where there are frustrations and people are, you know, people are looking really just to make that understanding. And I think that's a, a lot of what my job is trying to find that understanding and seeing what we can do on our end to help as best we can. And at the end of the day, realizing like, I'm going to do everything that I can to help. But at the end of the day, sometimes the the situation doesn't line up the way that we need it to. So, you know, there are those difficult ones like, uh, you know, The Undertaker there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there are also those great ones where I get to, you know, make the day for an international fan or, you know, someone whose tickets don't work or, you know, maybe somebody who's, you know, at Chase Center who's sitting outside watching the game on that big screen uh, out in front. You know, if I'm able to, you know, give them my employee tickets or get somebody into a game and make their experience like, oh, that's it, awesome. it's a trade off, you know, it's that balance. And, it's it's not always easy to find on some of those crazy events, but um, we try our best to find it.
0: Right. Well, I, I hope you have many more of those crazy events ahead of you. Um, the one thing I, I want to ask you is, is related to technology, right? So, um, obviously, as technology continues to to uh, to to get uh, bigger and, and better. Um, uh, you know that that creates its own challenges with 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 tickets, right? And so we've become increasingly it, we 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 are increasingly digitizing tickets, and um and so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about having to stay on top of technology as it advances and, and what you see in the future as you know one of the challenges or or one of the hurdles that you think that that might. Um, you might have to get over, you know, get get beyond. like um, you know, are, are you constantly having to stay on top of, people who are trying to counterfeit tickets and things like that. Like, tell us about that whole process and what you have to do on the back end and staying knowledgeable about all that stuff. Yeah,
1: 100%. I I think that really started early on in my career and working for that game time, that third-party reseller, getting that experience um, and kind of learning how the third-party resale
0: works. I was going to say, I bet that was invaluable for you. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge
1: because... You kind of learn how those, uh, you know, those those companies do things, um, and the way that you know we as a, a company that's partnered with Ticketmaster, um, obviously we are, you know, confined to what Ticketmaster can do. Um, and I think at the end of the day, technology is always going to be developing, right? Um, and I think the pandemic actually presented an interesting opportunity to us at Chase Center. Being that being able to go fully digital, it enabled us to, one, um, eliminate potential touch points or, you know, people-to-people interactions during the pandemic when people may not have felt completely comfortable, right? And that gave us an opportunity to go fully digital in our building as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're 100% right that staying on top of technology is extremely important and kind of finding out what is the next what is the next development in our field with ticketing right and i think you're uh, you said it perfectly counterfeit tickets are always going to come up yeah. you know it if there are tickets there are going to be people trying to make money from those tickets right um and I think what now is happening is that technology is getting to a point where we have the security false safes in place to make sure that we're preventing as much of that fraud as possible, right? And I think as we learn, and I think this is a, a great you know, point for, for students um, in, in general, is that if you're passionate or you're in an industry that you feel like is something that you can build your career on, you know, in, engulf yourself in that because, you know, I, it's funny because now whenever I go to sporting events or go to concerts and stuff, I'm not really looking at the menu. I'm like, how are they scanning tickets? How are they bringing <laughs> right. up tickets and stuff? Right. Um, how is their security set up or how are, how are they bringing people into the building? How's their <laughs> ingress, how's their ingress, you know? Right. And I think that, changes because we're in the industry but i'm also passionate about these things i'm passionate about live events i love going to concerts Mm -hmm. i love seeing live music i love seeing comedians and stand-up shows and going to see games right but the 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 technology to today and the the rate at which it's developing is constant it's exponential just because of this little thing can create a, 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 another point here. and mm-hmm. that jump off can create other opportunities where I think now um, as you know ticketmaster and these other ticketing companies are re- gonna realize is that they have now a responsibility to make sure that they're safe and secure with their information. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, our job as you know ticket operations, for the warriors is to ensure that what they're bringing to the table is going to work for our organization is going to work for our building because you know when we were in oakland at oracle it was a little bit different because we were just a tenant of that building right we had to fall under you know their you know standard processes and procedures but now that we are at chase center We have the opportunity to create those processes, to create those procedures for ourselves and to make sure that what we're implementing is setting us up for the future um, and for years of success down the line. So I think staying on top of technology is crucial because, you know, as you know, there are always going to be fans where they don't have a smartphone or they don't have. Um, you know, the certain technology to bring up a, a ticket, right? And there will always be the fall safes that we as a box office have to to handle those situations. But as technology grows and as society grows in being able to work with that technology, I think ticketing will go increasingly more towards the mobile side um, with a potential um, I think added security and fraud prevention, um, being that it seems like on the back end, that's always going to be some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. But now I think the organizations and, um, companies are realizing the importance of making sure that the information that they're taking in for themselves is dealt safely and done in a manner that is going to ensure that the customers are taken care of um not just the company as well
0: right i gotcha um yeah well thanks for that thanks for that all of that that is some that is really some great information and uh i love i love that part about like always being a student you know like when i i taught risk risk management for a little little while here at cal poly and um i would hear from students afterwards that would say like you've changed like every building that I go into, like I'm looking at risks now, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, uh, th- I think that's just such, such great advice to always be a student and always to be thinking along those lines. Um, and, and I have to, uh, I, I, but, but before we, before we wrap it up, I'm going to ask you one more question, but um, but before we wrap it up, I think we've got to say, um, I think we've got to say thanks Darren uh, number one for, for paying it forward. And paying it forward as a ticket operations manager is particularly important and and particularly risky for Darren because he's got to worry about now, like everybody that hears this podcast, (laughs) looking him up and trying to ask for tickets. So I'm going to give this disclaimer. Do not email Darren and ask for tickets. If you want to email Darren and ask for mentorship or ask for, a, uh, uh, an informational interview where you go and you, you take him to coffee in the city and, uh, and pick his brain on what he knows about the industry, go ahead, but do not ask him for tickets as a former, as a former box office guy. I will, uh, I will tell you, uh. Uh, you know uh that that's the that you you don't like getting those questions but uh let's uh let's uh end with this Darren if you could if you could go back in time and give junior year Darren some advice what would that advice be yeah
1: I was um I think I actually touched on it earlier in, in, in our conversation um don't be in any kind of rush yeah. to 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 push out uh of, of, you know, the You have your life to work. You have your life to build your career. Um, and, you know, most of the time you only get one college experience, right? And one really like that, those college years to enjoy and to, to not just experience, you know, the, the, the outside part of, of life, but to experience what college really is, right? And I think Cal Poly is such a great place to do that. Um, You have so many opportunities and I think really it's just don't be afraid to just be a little bit, you know, and enjoy the amazing things that are around you. Because for me, I I think, um, as, as I mentioned before, it's just, I felt like I had rushed out of Cal Poly and, um, and I think that not, not to say that didn't, you know, push me forward in my career, Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the the times that I do look back, you know there were you know times where I thought, you know maybe taking an extra quarter to just you know take some other classes or find some other interests. you know, uh, i I took you know one really, you know to one course in in sports management, and you know look where I am now, you know, but at the end of the day, like don't be afraid to to take your time and, and figure out what it is that you really enjoy and what works for you. Because, you know, I think at the early stages of my career, um, that's the time that I did not give myself. And I just kind of grinded. And as great as that was, um, taking that time to to rest and to, to find what it is you really need and want for yourself is mm. going to help you so much more in your career going forward, because those realizations are uh, just Invaluable and realizing what it is you want and need for yourself mm-hmm. um, can shape your future so much more than putting a few years grinding at a, a bunch of different companies, right? Like figuring it out what you need for yourself will write the story that you, you want for yourself. So, um, as I said, you, you know, as Professor said, if you guys need to reach out, you know, um, don't hesitate, but uh, straight out of comp tickets is uh, what I like to say.
0: (laughs) Straight out of comp tickets. I love it. There you go. Right on. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Darren. Uh, here's to, to many more rings, uh, ahead of you in your career. And, uh, just thank you so much for, uh, for, for, um, paying it forward and, and um, and, uh, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. I hope, uh, I hope we get to watch a blues game this summer together. And, uh, uh, so, uh, please, please, uh, give me a, give me a shout when you get in town and, um, just, uh, yeah, go dubs, go dubs. All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.